Last week, Chris preached on the benefits of getting into the Word, and uh, today, uh, how many of you guys did the challenge? You guys do the challenge? You guys remember this sheet right here, Big Rocks, right? How many of you guys did it? All right, all right. Now, I did, it was hard for me to do it with my kids because I, like, worked during the day, so, like, we had to catch up at night. Anybody had to do that? Right, okay. Mom was carrying a little bit of the weight there, reading it with them during the meals, and then if we missed a few, we... we uh, I feel like I should explain it to you guys. You weren't here. So uh, eight verses, right? Every meal, and uh, what a great meal it was, all right? Every meal, we had spiritual food and physical food, and it was great. So you got all the way through Psalm 119, right? Get through it? Good, good. All right, now, anybody have a favorite verse? Yeah? Give it to me, man. What do you got? Anybody have a favorite verse from Psalm 119? All right, not to be outdone by the ladies. Any men? Any dads? Man, I I uh, I definitely highlighted that verse as well. What do you got? Anybody else? I mean, you can't just read Psalm 119 and not have a favorite verse. Anybody else? That's my second favorite verse in Psalm 119. Yeah, excellent. One more. Who's got it? We must think alike, Donnie. Um, Donnie and I are good friends. So I was at the pool with him the other day. It was, uh, I got burned. It was awesome. No, not really. The fellowship was great. The sunburn, not so much. But that's my favorite verse. You guys know I've gone on record as saying my battle with pornography, and this is a verse that I memorized. How can a young man keep his way pure? Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know how to be pure, church? I mean, don't you want to know how to keep from sinning? Um, if you flip over to Psalm 119, it says, Psalm 119.1, blessed are those whose way is blameless. I want to be blameless. Who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong. I want that. You're like, that's not even possible, Steve. I know, this side of heaven, I'm going to screw up again and again. But I don't have to. I don't have to sin. And by the way, the more I download the word of God, the more I make the word of God a priority in my life, the less I do sin. That's just a fact in my life. So I can't talk about your life, but I'm pretty sure that the closer you get to the truth, the less you're going to want to do the lie. Psalm 119, Chris preached the first eight verses. I was trying to figure out where to preach on God's word. And I was like, man, Proverbs 22, man, Psalm 19. There's so many different places. But I was like, well, left off of verse 9. That's my favorite verse. Let's just go there. So verse 9 through 16 today Psalm 119, 9 through 16. Let me start with this. Are you prioritizing God's word? That's the question on the table. Are you prioritizing God's word? What priority is it in? Do you have an everyday list? Anybody have an everyday list? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a list you're going to do every day. Like if I don't get these things done, like the big rocks have to go in the jar first. Didn't just Chris had a big jar here last week and he put these big rocks in 
and then he put some gravel in, then he put some sand in, right? Or small rocks and then sand. I do it with walnuts and rice, right? Like that's the illustration. Everybody, all the leadership gurus are like, well, if you want to have good time management, then you put the walnuts in first and then you pour the rice in. Duh. Everybody knows that. But we don't do it in our life. We don't put the big things first. We leave them, see if they'll get done. I have a list. I've had it for several years now. June uh, 14th, I updated it though of this year. And uh, here's what it is. Read. I want to read every day. In parentheses, the Bible. All right? I want to pray. Pray every day. In parentheses, in the Spirit. Right? I want to pray. Say some stuff to God. I mean, God's listening. I want to pray in the Spirit every day. I want to listen every day to people, to preaching. I want to lead sacrificially every day. I want to love Kimberly, my wife, and my kiddos every day and, and one another, right? I want to, this, there's only one dirty word on my list of seven. This is it. I want to exercise every day. I want to sweat. It's hard to sweat when you have a bad back, but I want to sweat every day and then disciple. If that's the mission, then intentionally is what I have behind it, then I want to intentionally disciple someone every day. These seven words are my everyday existence. If I don't do them, I feel like a moron. If I do do them, I'm like, good day. Do you have a list like that? What things are you going to do every single day? Give me one that's on your list. What are you going to do every single day? I've made a commitment. Anybody? Thank God. Yeah, be grateful. I should add that to my list. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. All right. Worship. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, Eli. That'll grow you right up. Obey. Yes, obey every day. That's maybe in our family values. There's so many things that you want to do every day. I'm asking you to do one thing every day. I'm asking you by the time we get done with this message for you to say, I'm going to read my Bible, God's word to my life every single day for the rest of my life. You just think about that as I preach. That's the commitment I'm asking you to make. Don't make it if you're not going to do it. But if you'll do it, if you'll commit to it, that's what I'm going to ask you to do. And that will radically change our church for eternity. All right, here it is. Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man keep, I circled that word keep, because that's obey, keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Anybody got a wandering problem? Yeah, me too. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Everybody's looking for a way out of that. Stop sinning. Blessed are you, O Lord, Yahweh, right? Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way 
of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. So even back then, money was a thing. Riches were a thing. People got pleasure from that. Do you get just as much pleasure from reading the word of God? That's what he's saying. I will, it's gonna be a lot of I will statements, four of them today. I will meditate on your precepts and I will fix your eyes, my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. That's what the psalmist says. I will not forget your word. But yet, how many times have I laid my head on the pillow and not even thought or read the word of God that day? It grieves me. It grieves me. Maybe it grieves you too. I've committed to reading my Bible every day before. I remember the first time I ever committed to do it. Catherine Arms, many of you guys know her. She was in 10th grade. I was her youth pastor. Travis Gosser, who helped us plant the church, he was in 10th grade. We went to a camp called Camp Jim, northern Minnesota. The guy preached, Pat Nemers, I'll never forget. Joshua 1.8, bam, right? And you're like, he's like, if you want to read your Bible the rest of your life, stand up. And I'm like, boom, up. And then you got to live it out. But one of the things he said is just pray that when you put your head on the pillow, if you haven't read the word of God, he won't let you go to bed. He won't let you fall asleep. You'll remind you of your commitment and you will get out of bed and read a verse. Read a passage. Read something. It was a life-altering day. And I set out to read the Bible all the way through for maybe the first time in my life because I wanted to, not because it was school. And I don't know how many times I've read it since, but God, thank you. Thank you for good preachers that preach the word of God and challenge people, right? And so here I am. I'm not Pat Nemers. <laughs> He's a good preacher. But I'm asking you to do the same thing. Now, I'm going to give you, this is simple. This is very simple but powerful. I'm going to ask you to do four things, right? Four things that you will commit to or make a priority. And I just got to say this. If it's a big rock, then it happens every day. If it's a big rock, if it's truly a big deal to you, then it happens every single day. It's not like one of those things you're like, eh, once in a while. Every day. So here's the first one from verses 9 through 11. I will make time to hear, read, or study God's word. I had and study God's word, hear, read, and study God's word. I'm like, man, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Just pick one, okay? Could you listen to God's word? Some good preaching from James McDonald or something. You know, could you listen to God's word? Could you crack open the Bible and read God's word? That's really the one I'm circling. So go ahead and take in your outline and circle read. Circle read. Go ahead. Come on now. Come on. You guys don't follow instructions very well. I see you. I see you. I know what's hot in here. I'm hot too. It's okay. The word of God's on fire. So let's go. Come on now. Circle that read on your outline because that's the one I'm focused on. That's the target right there. Okay. And then study, right? We got to study the word of God. We don't just read it. We have to dig in. Okay. 
But one of those things, daily, I will make time. Well, you can't make more time, so I don't know if that's a good statement. Maybe I'll set a time is a better way to say it. But are you going to carve out some time in your schedule? Do you have an appointment with God on your schedule right now? If I looked at your schedule right now, do you have an appointment with God? Like, no, I don't. Well, you're such a moron then. No, 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 no. You know who's a bigger moron? Six o'clock, carved out on my schedule every day. What if I'm not there? Standing God up. That's a moron thing. That's, that's crazy stuff. Don't stand God up, right? God's going to be there regardless. He loves you. He wants to meet with you. No matter what time of day it is, set a time, make a time, plan a time, and get on it for God's glory, okay? This, you see it here in verse nine. How can a young man keep his way pure? I wanna be blameless, I wanna be doing no wrong, I wanna be sinless, it's hard. I know it's a big goal, lofty thing. The only way it's gonna happen is if I guard it according to your word. So let me ask you this, what are you guarding today? Maybe some of you, when I said, hey, you gotta read your Bible every day, you're like, oh, activated my inner lawyer, <laughs> Reason, 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 reason why you're an idiot. I'm not doing it. No. Deactivate the inner lawyer. Just listen for a second. What are you guarding? What are you protecting in your own life? What's the untouchable? Is it ice cream? No, man. It's way deeper than that. Is it a secret sin? Is it maybe a deep hurt? You don't want to forgive that person? God says we should guard it according to his word, right? not according to our desires, not according to what will make us feel good, right? We can delight ourselves in the Lord. God says, guard it according to your word, God. We're guarding it according to your word. Guard your life according to God's word. In order to do that, you're gonna have to make a time to meet with God, to read his word, to talk to him. You're gonna have to make a time. You're gonna have to get with him. You're gonna have to crack the Bible open then he says, with my whole heart, I seek you. That's, uh, that's something we've been going after all, all year long, right? It's been our theme, seek him. Remember the theme verse? Hebrews eleven six, And without faith, it is impossible to please him, that's God, for whoever would draw near to him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who seek him. Remember what I asked you the first time? Do you believe he exists? Do you believe God exists? Do you believe that he wrote a book? If you don't believe that, this is a good book to read. Okay, I brought it for you. Um, God wrote a book by James McDonald, kids version. In case you really want to dumb it down. Okay, get it, get it really low on low shelf. Otherwise, God wrote a book the regular version for adults. And uh, if you just are like, I don't believe in the word of God. I don't believe God did it. I don't, 
I don't even know if God exists. Would you, would you just check into it? Just check into it. All I'm asking you to do, I'm not asking you to do anything else. Just check into it. See if you think, after reading this, that God actually wrote a book and that he has something to say to you. I believe he does. I believe he exists. I believe he wants to talk to you even today. I will make time to hear, read, or study God's word daily. Then this last part. Let me not wander from your commandments. So we are prone to wander. I feel it. You feel it. We're prone to leave God. We're prone to leave the, the one that we've, that's drawn us near, the one that has been the author of our salvation, the one that's been grace-filled towards us. We kind of like get sideways and we're like, well, I don't want to talk to God. He might hate me right now. No, he loves you. I thought what John said about that was amazing this morning. I really needed that. When he was talking about the fact that, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it, right? Following God, but, but he's there and he's worth following and let's keep going. I, I needed that. I was exhorted by that. Thank you, John. And then this, verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Again, this is a great verse, second favorite in all of Psalm 119. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So let me just close this point with this. Nothing is more important than reading God's word. Find a time, set a time, and make it happen. Find a plan. We have given you Bible reading plans. Here they are right here. If you don't want this one, go on version. okay? version is a great app. How many of you guys have apps on your phones? Come on now, smartphone? Oh, look at that. Dumb phone? Just a couple? Just a couple of us, sorry to call you out. Hey, well done. You can't get to half the junk that the rest of us can get to. That's awesome. Okay, so, but if you have a smartphone, you have apps on it, right? Do you have the version app? Great, awesome. Is it just one of many or is it like a big deal? Like on the front screen? Is it prioritized? Like it is maybe like the first one in the top left? Or is it just like hidden below layers? I'm asking. Maybe you need to delete the one that's on the corner. Get that out and put you version up there. That will prioritize it. Have a plan. You can get one on you version or you can use the ones we provide for you. And then find a word or a phrase, or a verse every day. When you read the word, and you read it this last week, right? Psalm 119. When you read the word, find a, a word, a phrase, or a verse. Write that on a card. Meditate on it. Sink it in. Because, you know, how many times have you gone to the word and you just read it and you're like, man, that was cool. I don't remember it the rest of the day. I was so convicted of this this week that I, um, I was in Psalm 19 and uh, I was looking at it and I was like, oh man, I really need to memorize this. So, so Psalm 19 verse 14, I, I wrote this little card out, okay? So I'm, I'm doing this, right? And just a three by five card, let, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I was like, I need to remember that because my words aren't always pleasing to God. I want them to be acceptable. My, my thoughts and my heart, they're not, they're not always pleasing to God. I want them to be acceptable. Help me, God. <laughs> and, and that's how it works. You take a word or a phrase 
and you're like, write it down. You're like, I'm going to meditate on this. I'm going to memorize this. I'm going to hide this in my heart that I might not sin against God. So I'm going to ask you this, just to wrap up this point. How can you increase your time in God's word? How can you do it? How can you increase your time in God's word this week? Can you make a plan right now? How can you do it? You're like, man, I'm giving him 45 minutes a day. Great. How can you make that 45? 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Is he worthy? I don't know. I don't know if he's worthy another minute. I think he is. How can you increase, no matter where you're at, maybe you haven't even cracked the Bible open in years. That's awesome, right? It's going to be like a fresh spring to you. It's going to be like so refreshing if you just read it this week. How can you increase your Bible intake this week? Write something down and take that. Now, I've got to keep moving, so here's the second one. I will memorize. This is not a complicated outline. I will memorize a portion of God's word daily. You're like, daily? Did you say daily? Go ahead, tell your neighbor daily. Dude, that was weak. That was weak. That was weak. You're like, daily? It was more like a question than a statement. Go ahead, go state it to him. Come on, man, come on. I don't know, daily? Okay, so now I realize that's a high bar. Um, I got that from Dawson Trotman. Do you know who Dawson Trotman is? How many goes know NAVs, guys? They all know, yeah, yeah, NAVs. This guy originated the, the Navigators, right? We have a ton of NAVs guys in our midst. So he, when he got saved, said, I'm going to memorize a verse of the Bible every day. Three years, thousand verses. That's pretty astounding. And you have to go rehearse that. He spent more time in review than he did memorizing, right? But if you want to hide God's word in your heart, if you want to memorize it, then you got to make it a priority. So I've tried that several times. It hasn't worked for me. I'll try again, right? But, ah, it's so hard. So why don't you set a better goal? Could you just say once a week? I'm going to put a verse on a card on Monday or Sunday when I'm at church. I'm going to memorize it. By the next week, I'll have it down. That's 52 verses a year. Like, or you could just go low bar, right? You could just be like, once a month. I'm going to have the verse of the month when I find it in my devotions, when I'm like, man, that's a great verse. I'll write it down. I'll carry that card in my pocket for one month. Well, carrying it in your pocket isn't going to make you memorize it. Holding on your head isn't going to make you memorize it. You're going to actually have to read it several times. Okay, so take it out of your pocket, read it. We say seven times a day for seven days, you'll have it. You'll have it. That's, that's a norm, okay? Write it down on a card, read it seven times, seven days, you got it. You'll have it. Let me ask you, what, what was the last verse you memorized? How long ago was it? Man, that hurts, doesn't it? Because when I started preparing this message, that's the question I had to ask myself. I was like, oh, Lord, that hurts too bad. I can't preach this message. I didn't want to preach it. I, didn't want, I don't want to preach on memorization. I don't know anybody that wants to preach on memorization other than Dawson Trotman. He's the only guy. But guys, this is a real thing. Look at verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. A correlation with you not sinning 
is you knowing the word of God and carrying it with you. We just got done with Ephesians chapter six. You gotta pull out the sword and you've gotta polish that thing, right? You're like, well, I got a verse for humility, right? Oh, I got a verse for that sexual sin that I'm dealing with. Oh, I got a verse for, you know, you get a verse for all these different things. When I, my faith is weak, here's a verse. And when Satan keeps coming and when you have to like stop, right? And stand firm, you know, it's coming out. I got a verse for that. That's what we're going for. That's the kind of church we want to be. And it takes hard work. Go ahead, tell your neighbor hard work. I hate hard work. It's Father's Day. I don't even have to work today, do I? Kind of feels like hard work in here. It's hot. All right, all right. So here's the deal. We make excuses for not memorizing. Anybody? Amen? I forgot to study this part of the message. So go ahead, you give me your excuses, and they'll just come up on the screen. Go ahead, what are they? No time. For sure, that's the number one answer, right? Go ahead, give me another reason. I'm sure it's going to come up there. I forgot to study this. Somebody threw something in there. Distractions. Okay, what's the second one? I'm not good at it. I can't do it. Let me tell you what. If you can remember your address, your phone number, your birth date, and names of the people around you, your small group and whatnot... Dude, Chris Settlemeyer remembered my anniversary. Text me. I'm, I'm like, dude, you got a great memory. That was awesome. If you can remember that stuff, you could surely remember 10, 20 words from the Word of God. It's not, it's not because you can't, it's because you won't. I'm preaching to myself right now. This is hard. This is hard. Okay, I wrote it down this way. It's time to make a change, right? It's it's not a memorization problem. That's not the problem. It's a motivation problem. I've got a motivation problem. I'm not motivated to, I, I know kind of the word. I've memorized it enough. The biggest problem for me, if I throw my specific problem up there, my problem is I memorized it in the King James and now I'm trying to say it and it's ESV and I'm all like, I don't understand. Can these guys get on the same page? How, how can a young man keep his way pure? By taking heed, therefore, to your word. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might have sinned against God. It's like, no stored up in there. Heed? Who says heed anymore? But that's how I memorized it. That's okay. It doesn't matter how you memorize it. Is it in your heart? And can you wield it as a sword when Satan comes calling? That's what's the most important thing. So, if the goal is to be blameless and to do no wrong and to walk in his ways, that's what we want. I want to be like Christ. Then we must store God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. That's it. All right, move on to the next point. Memorization, memorizing God's word provides fuel for meditation. So that's the next thing. I will meditate on God's promise from, or on a promise from God's word daily. I will meditate on a promise from God's word daily. Now, this is fun. This is more fun, right? Memorizing, not so much, not, uh, but this is fun. What's the last thing God promised you? Come on now. You read your Bible this morning, didn't you? What's the last thing God promised you? 
Never leave nor forsake you. What's the last thing God promised you? He, go ahead. Peace. Peace. Rewards for those who seek him. That was really sly. I don't know who said that, but that was really good because I just quoted that, right? That was awesome. He promised me eternal life with him. I get to spend eternity in heaven with Christ forever. So if that's true, and day by day after I die, if day by day I am going to be seeing the living word, then how about while I'm walking in this flesh, that day by day I get into the living word? It'd be good practice for eternity. Looking at that truth in the mirror, seeing it face to face, who it really is, who I really am in Christ. That's just practice for when you're going to see him face to face in eternity forever. So the promises are so fun because it's like, oh yeah, I remember he promised me this. I remember he promised me this. And then we just like, yeah, God, didn't you promise me everything was going to go okay? No, no, no. But then he promised like suffering. I remember that promise. It's like, yeah, Jesus Christ suffered for you and and you're going to suffer too. And you're like, no, I don't want to suffer. It's hot in here. Did I mention that? I feel like I'm suffering for Jesus right now. Give me gravy. Turn the AC on. But we're in a school. Suffering for Jesus while we listen to the word of God. Meditate on that. Verse 12 says, Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in riches. I want you, God, in your promises as much as I want money. Man, that's deep water. Can you say that? We need money to live on. Yeah, you need air to breathe too, right? And you need the word of God to live the Christian life. You can't do it without it. You need that air, the word of God, that living water. You need that every day or you can't walk in this life. You can't live in the spirit. You can't walk in the spirit apart from the word of God. You can't do it. And so this meditation, he says in verse 15, I will meditate on your precepts there's eight words in this. I, I started underlining them when I was reading it this week. There's eight words in here, in, in the text. Here, let me read them for you. Law, word, testimony, precept, statute, command, judgment, promise. Your version might be a little different. It might be have a decree in there or throw a rule in there, right? But these are the eight words that the psalmist uses to describe the living word of God. And we are to meditate on your precepts. We are to fix our eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. I mean, that's just the clearest one, your word. If we believe that this is God's word, we need to meditate on it. So Joshua 1.8, I'm just gonna throw this up on the screen. Joshua 1.8, this is the passage that 
Pat Nemers spoke from when, uh, when we were at this camp, Camp Jim, and this really, really got to my heart. This book of the law, right here, the one you're holding in your hand, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Maybe you want to start your day with it. Maybe you want to end your day with it. So that you may be able to, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Anybody want to have prosper? Anybody want to have success? Yeah, I want to. One way I can guarantee you to have that, meditate on the word of God day and night. It's that easy? Well, I didn't say it was easy, but it sounds easy, doesn't it? All I got to do is read the word day and night. All I got to do is think about God's word day and night. Yeah. It's going to change your perspective. It's going to make you completely different in Christ. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make your way prosperous. That's what the word of God says. I'm going to believe that. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water and yielded fruit in the season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he, what does it say? Prospers. Success and prospering because of Meditation on God's word. Meditation. Um, I brought this water with me so I could have a little tea while I was preaching today. Um, so I'm just going to pour it in here. And uh, I don't, it's going to take a long time with cold water. I'm pretty sure it's going to take a long time. But, you know, we could just let it sit for a while. The thing is, if you took this tea bag out right now and you were like, done, you got nothing. I mean, that's just water, eh? I mean, look at that. That's as clear as it gets. But if you get this in some hot water and, you, and you're, you're like, let this sit for a while, let it marinate, let it meditate, and then you take your spoon, you know, and you like twist it around there and squeeze it all out, yeah, then it's rich. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's rich. So just hearing the word of God, just reading the word of God, just studying the word of God, but not meditating on it, not like letting it really hit you, man, that's coming up short. We meditate on the word of God. I will meditate on a promise from God's word daily. And then this, the outcome of meditation should be application. So here's the last point. I will apply God's word to my life daily. I will apply God's word to my life daily. I'm not going to get to these two passages, but write them down. Proverbs 22, 17 through 19. Proverbs 22, 17 through 19. I saved the best for last. You go read that today and be really encouraged with applying God's word to your life. And then James 1, James 1, 22 through 25. James 1, 22 through 25. We don't want to be just hearers of the word. We want to be doers as well. But I have a couple verses that I want to put on the screen for you. And they are Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. Throw it up there. But he said, blessed rather. This is after like somebody shouted out in the crowd, blessed are you, Jesus. 
nobody's been blessed above you, right? And he's like, um, actually, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That's what Jesus said when somebody's like, you know, it's like, no, 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 actually, actually, the person that's happy, the person that's blessed is the person that hears my words and does my words. They apply it. And then he says this in John 13, verse 17. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So I want to close the service this way. I'm going to ask John and Vale to come up. And I just want to, I want to just say this. I printed off some Barna research. And uh, here's just some stats for you. 20% of Bible-believing Christians read their Bible every day. 20%. 45%, uh, these numbers aren't going to total up because they're different surveys, but I'm just giving you some stuff. 45% read their Bible more than one time a week. Yeehaw! And is that on Sundays? Okay. 40% occasionally read their Bible, so like one or two times this month. And then 20% of Bible-believing Christians on a survey, so you know it's way more than that, on a survey, say, I never read my Bible outside of church. Well, if you never read the Bible, how are you going to apply it? I mean, and if application is kind of like the end point, we want to do it, we want to keep it, blessed if you keep it, then we got to read it. And so, you know, it's good to use the people you have with you. John wrote a song on this called Speak. And as you think about the commitment that I'm going to ask you to make, I wanted him just to sing it over you. And then I'll come back up and close the service. To the voice that brings the dead to life To the voice that brought breath to mine To the voice of heaven's heart Bids the dark depart and the darkness listens. I'm here to listen to the voice that calms the raging night, to the voice that washes my heart white, to the voice that makes a way the silence is the I'm here to listen, just to listen. Speak to me here, Jesus, I am all ears. Speak to my heart, and my healing will start. I need to be raised, Lord, what more have I to say than speak? Jesus, speak to me, speak, Jesus, speak to me, to the voice that searches far and wide, to the voice that brings the lost inside, to the voice that casts out fear, to the voice that draws me near, I'm here to listen, just to listen. Speak 
to me here Jesus I am all ears Speak to my heart And my healing will start I need to be raised Lord what more have I to say Then speak Jesus speak to me our prayer today, isn't it? Isn't that why you came to church? Like, God, would you just open my heart up? Would you make me pliable and moldable again? Please, Lord, speak. I'm listening. I'm going to ask you to make a commitment. It's a big commitment. But with that heart, that you just roll up to God every day and say, speak to me. Would you speak to me again? What's, what, what is it today? What are we doing today, God? I think that that can be an awesome commitment. It'll change your life. So I'm going to ask you to stand up if, and only if, you're willing to commit to reading this Bible, your Bible, every day for the rest of your life. All right? That's the commitment. No, no harm, no foul. Don't do it if you don't, can't make that commitment, that's fine. But if you will make that commitment, I want you to stand up. And I want you to remember this day. Right? I want you to remember this day. Don't stand because everybody else is standing. Don't do it. You're standing before the Lord. Don't stand because everybody else is standing. That's with great wickedness, right? This is just between you and God. And I want you to remember this day. June 17th, 2018, it was Father's Day. I remember I rolled up to my father, God, and I said, God, I want to hear from you every day. Would you speak? I'll listen. I'll read it. I'll make time. Some days I'm going to memorize it. Some days I'm going to meditate on it. Some days I'm going to get after applying it too, right? But at least I'm going to commit to reading it every day so I have a chance at those other things. I love the fact that you guys are standing. I want you to really seal that commitment on your heart now, right? I'm just going to ask us all to stand as we read this together. Periodically when we preach on the Bible, because we're a Bible-believing church, we will 
say this phrase together. So get your Bible out, get it in your hand, and let's say this together. You guys follow with me, okay? This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. Come on now. I can do what it says I can do. I am going where it says I will go. God's word is milk for my soul. God's word is seed for my faith. God's word is light for my path. God's word is power for my victory. God's word is freedom for my life. When I read God's word, it brings me joy. When I study God's word, it keeps me from shame. When I memorize God's word, it purifies my heart. When I quote God's word, it defeats my enemies. When I meditate on God's word, it brings me success. When I abide in God's word, it gives me confidence. I am a Bible-believing follower of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. All right? Now, as we end, let me pray. You pray. Seal that commitment on your heart. Set your heart on these things. And then keep your commitment to God and watch your life grow. Father God, set our hearts on this commitment. This day we came where you met with us in a message that was subpar. And, and you came and you pursued us. You said, I have something to say to you every day. Do you know it, child? And, and I'll be here every morning and I'll be here every night and I'll be here in between. Just roll up to me, read my word, and I'll give you food for your soul. God, we hear you and we commit to reading and living in your word. I pray.